Welcome to CII Podcasts. Thank you for joining this session on I Have a Dream for India, paving the road for a technologically advanced India at 100. The India of 2047, as you know, our Prime Minister uh, refers to, is definitely one where, you know, the golden era of India will get unlocked. I think we are moving from India at 75, you know, 75 years of an independent India where we have achieved a lot uh, in these years and we are celebrating that as a part of Amrit Mahotsa. But I think it's also time for us to, to reflect and see how we can make the next 25 years far more meaningful for India to be able to establish its position uh, in, in the global world, in, in a world where India will play a far more prominent role than what it has played in the past or continues to play today. And I think, uh, you know, with us as a country now taking on the presidency of the G20, uh, I think it's a momentous year as well uh, for CII, which is not only the uh, secretariat for the B20 that is, you know, working uh, with, uh, with the, the government and the other G20 nations for the future of the economy of the world, but also a platform for CII to be able to strengthen India's contribution to the world on a on an agenda and a platform that brings multiple stakeholders together. Uh, I think a holistic development of India is what will lead us uh, to that position. The India at 75 journey over the past 15 years has definitely been one where we have seen that unfold in, in many, many ways. And I think the role of academia uh, to be able to make that possible uh, has been a very, very important one. And I think we're joined with us, at, uh, you know, joining us today is Professor Vaikarandika, who not only, you know, is uh, the director of the most premier institute, uh, as most like to say in the country, the Indian Institute of Technology, Kanpur, but also represents a sector that has enabled and recognized Indians around the world, you know, technology uh, as, as the face of the future. And I think, you know, the IIT brand in, 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 in turning out, you know, engineers and entrepreneurs and leaders today, you know, across the world is unprecedented. So thank you, uh, Abel, for joining us. You know, before joining IIT Kanpur, Abel served for nearly 24 years, you know, as a professor in IIT Bombay. So I think it's a lifetime of IIT for you, uh, you know, and you probably have seen so many students, you know, uh, who you have touched, you know, and do such great things you know, in the world. And I think our goal here, you know, is to see how we can really mobilize this and channelize this at scale, uh, not only for, you know, India, but also for the world. You know, Professor is also a founding member and former chairman of uh, TDSI. Uh, he's also been a member of TRAI, the Telecom Regulatory, you know, Authority of India, and has founded and mentored startups, of course, in many, many areas, but telecom and networking are two areas that has you know been very close to Abhay's uh, art. I think he's a member of the Technology Innovations Group on 6G, chairs the 6G Spectrum Task Force set up by the Department of Telecom, and has several patents that are issued and pending you know contributions to IEEE 3GPP standards, contributed large number of books and papers, and here really is somebody you know who we are looking at engaging in a conversation that will enable us uh, to really put technology and India as a technology powerhouse, you know, on, on the global map. So again, thank you, Abhay, for joining us 
in this discussion uh, today. And you know, to begin with, we always talk of an India, uh, you know, that will be built on the pillars of, of course, economic strength and moral leadership. But I think, you know, technological advancement is 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 going to be a key driver of the future of India. So, if you were uh, to just create a vision of a technologically advanced India and an India at 125 years from today, how, how would you envision that India? Thank you. Uh, th thank you, Rajan, first of all, uh, for inviting me uh, for this and having a conversation with you. Uh, uh, as uh, you know, for uh, your question that uh, how, what is our vision for a technologically advanced India at 100? Uh, I think it is, uh, as you rightly mentioned, that in the last uh, 25 years or so, we have made uh, uh, tremendous progress. Uh, but going forward, um, uh, we believe that we need a, a strong focus on research and uh, innovations in the key technology uh, areas. Uh, we are, I mean, in fact, we are envisioning a technologically advanced India where we are creating our own intellectual property, where we are creating our own designs, we are creating our own manufacturing capabilities and using technology in key economic sectors. And that would mean like particularly we become strong in the digital technologies, which is going to touch almost, uh, you know, every sector of uh, 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 our day to day living. But in the medical and the health sector, in the agriculture technology, in infrastructures and logistics, uh, we use uh, uh, and create, uh, uh, you know, um, a strong uh, intellectual property design and manufacturing regime where we are not only, you know, developing products and creating research and innovations, but we become a country where we are driving the evolution of the technology to the next generations. And as you, I mean, as you mentioned in my bio that I have been working in the telecom sectors primarily and particularly in the telecom sector, uh, for example, India did not have any voice in the 2G, 3G or 4G. But when we set up the Telecom Standards Development Society of India, we became an organizational partner of 3GPP and we have made some contributions to 5G and maybe we'll make uh, next generation but if I look at uh, India at 100, we would like to be in a position where we drive the evolution of the technology and not just become first, you know, we were consumer of, let's say, wireless communications. Maybe we will become a developer uh, of technology where we developed our own indigenous products. But going forward, maybe India at 100, we would like to be in the driving seat where we are driving the technology evolution in a manner which makes our country not only you know the technologically strong but also create technologies which makes every sections of our society both socially and financially inclusive so i think that is the kind of vision uh, that uh, i think uh, we need to uh, set for uh, and uh, uh, and i think uh, we can do this uh, uh, i'm i'm pretty confident that uh, we have, uh, in that sense, you know, uh, a tremendous uh, opportunity 
for us as a country uh, to play a significant role in the global technology landscape no i i think that's a very very powerful uh, vision that you you have you know laid out there and i know uh, you know kind of driving the evolution of any new technology at a global scale and especially the types that we are talking of you know where there is already a precedent right 3g 4g 5g 6g maybe i don't know 7g tomorrow right you know what what do you think would you know be the things that we need to be able to address on priority it i mean maybe you know two opportunities uh, or you know two things that you know we should be enhancing strengthening building upon and maybe you know two challenges right that you that you see you know as we as we look at as you know unlocking our technology aspirations for for our country yeah so i think the two uh, big uh, opportunity that we have in our favor is that you know we have a very uh, young uh, population uh, and uh, uh, a huge untapped potential uh, of uh, our youth population uh, which uh, i think with the right focus and with the right directions uh, we can channelize this entire energy of uh, the youth population that is you know one really one big opportunity in favor of us the second opportunity is that you know india being uh, one of the uh, uh, you know uh, uh, second largest in terms of population and also an aspirational society we have a very big market ourselves so we can actually create technology and technology enabled solution to address uh, you know our own society itself so these are really uh two big challenge uh, two big opportunities that we have in front of us in order to become a technologically advanced uh, country now uh the challenges uh, that uh, we have is uh, uh even though you know uh, as i mentioned that uh, in the last few years uh, we have made uh, tremendous progress there is still uh, a lot needs to be done in order to create a strong ecosystem of uh, innovations um, uh, we have had uh, you know a very strong ecosystem of startups uh, uh, you know led by our young entrepreneurs and engineers uh, in the recent years but uh, we still need to create an ecosystem of startups which create uh, which are working in the high tech areas uh, you know which are working in the which are developing products uh, in the key technology uh, sectors which are developing advanced technologies uh, and uh, 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 which really developed you know globally competitive products so uh, you know we had you know few startups which are working it in mainly the softwares or in the information technology uh, domain or in the service sectors but i think now going forward we really need to create more and more uh, you know startups which create innovative technologies to address the problem of let's say our farmers and increase the yield and productivity uh, in the agriculture sectors innovative technologies uh, develop medical devices equipments products indigenously which actually help and improve the quality of our life and provide affordable healthcare uh, you know at a competitive price and equal to a world class level for our doctors and so on we need technologies which can improve and build our infrastructure 
at uh, you know and make it again world class and competitive so we really need now you know entrepreneurs and companies and industries which innovate and use the technologies to address sort of these problems we still i think need to create a strong ecosystem uh, of uh, innovations in that and i think that is the reason i as you know that our prime minister has given this slogan of jai anusandhan and this jai anusandhan coupled with startups in this key technology sectors uh, is really the need of the hour uh, and as i mentioned we have two big opportunities in our favor we have a huge untapped youth potential and we ourselves could be the consumer of uh, the these uh, technology elements and components uh, which will be created uh, uh, in uh, by our own people no i think you know you use that word jai anusandhan and i think it's so important right because innovation actually only happens when people are willing to take risk right and and you know uh, i think the the culture or an ecosystem like what you rightly said gets shaped when we accept failure you know especially yes. when we know there are good attempts that are being made and i'm sure you've seen a lot of those situations uh, you know in in your uh, you know your yeah. so how how do you how do get people to how do you encourage them when they fail i mean it's just a interesting question like you know what's your what do you what do you tell them when when something doesn't work out or or things like that no i think uh, we just need to continue to motivate uh, uh, people and uh, make sure uh, that uh, their enthusiasm and energy and passion uh, is still there i think uh, failure uh, um, uh, is actually the uh, part of the life and uh, unless you know we uh, unless we have a failures we cannot really get success so i think uh, it is really very really important uh, uh, for uh, uh, you know our young engineers and entrepreneurs to, uh, to sort of understand and uh, therefore uh, uh, you know the key task here is that you know uh, that our experienced leaders uh, and experienced professionals really motivate and channelize the energy uh, of our youth uh, at the same time i think we need to create an environment where we can incentivize uh, you know particularly if i see that if you want to create an ecosystem then we really need to have a a uh, framework where we incentivize uh, the productivity we incentivize our engineers we incentivize uh, entrepreneurs and at the same time we incentivize our innovators and researchers so that you know they really get motivated to give their best so i mean that is really uh, you know uh, we would we should create in order to uh, uh, create our vision of a technologically advanced country Uh, for india at 100 no and there are you know great global examples you know silicon valley and others which have created those ecosystems of course india will shape up very differently you know and build it very differently and one of the you know attempts that cii is also doing you know as an industry representative for private sector public sector and for industry at large is to see how we can you know work with silicon valley and other such you know uh, ecosystems around the world and add it in an indian context right and see how to you know strengthen and enhance that but you know as we talk about you know accelerating technology development in india right i think the role of private sector you know because all these you know students who come out from your 
you know institutes and others they either become entrepreneurs or they work with the private sector and you know there's the ability for private sector to drive you know rapid uh, you know accelerated change on the technology development side it is critical so how how do you see the role of private sector because i'm sure you work closely with with a lot and you have a good view on the private sector in india today no i think uh, the private sector have a huge role to play uh, in fact as we have seen as you mentioned you know that you, i mean you took the example of silicon valley but in general also uh, in the us uh, you have seen uh, that you know the private sector industry has played a great role uh, not only towards the creation of the job and wealth creation but also actually developing the uh, globally competitive technologies and driving the uh, you know r&d innovations so i think the private sector has a huge role to play and uh, i would really like uh, our private sector industries uh, to uh, really create uh, an environment of a corporate r&d uh, in the private sectors where they can continuously innovate and develop the technologies in order to be uh, you know globally competitive and developing the technologies and products uh, indigenously and uh, in this context uh, i think uh, i believe that the government has a role to incentivize uh, the private sectors in a manner in which you know the private sectors will be uh, encouraged and incentivized Uh, to create a culture of innovations i mean this jai anusandhan uh, should really become the motto of the private sector industry and the government really should uh, uh, create a system of incentives uh, so that you know uh, the uh, other industry can take a lead role in technology uh, innovations uh, in you know almost all sectors of economy so i think uh, that's really uh, something we need to uh, uh, you know need to create yeah you know because the culture of r&d you know in india even if you talk of traditional businesses and larger corporates right compared to the rest of the world you know what private sector spends on r&d is a much smaller number than what you know you see in the rest of the world so you know we i think what you rightly say we got to nurture this culture i think there's a deep need for a partnership with institutions like yours you know the academia industry partnership can also play a very key role you know and so how do we really build this culture right in india and, and do you have some good examples you know maybe over the over your career you know where some of these things that have worked well you know uh, from an r&d perspective and you know maybe share some thoughts around how to really build this at scale you know we have 25 years 25 years is a long period but you know we have to measure our our you know this marathon and 400 meter sprints right so if we say what is it that we do today that we can see the fruits of in say 2 3 years to know that we are you know shaping this culture how how would you look at that right? yeah i think uh, you are absolutely right that we really need to build that industry academia partnerships and in fact in almost all the technologically advanced countries such, such as us or europe there has been a very very strong uh, partnership uh, between industry and academia the role of the academia uh, typically in such situation is to develop i mean is to do the front end research in the high tech areas uh, develop uh, you know um, 
innovative processes or innovative solutions uh, or intellectual property and the role of the industry is really to take uh, that innovations uh, and that intellectual property and uh, develop it into a commercializable deployable uh, product and take it to the market and that's where really the role of the industry is uh, now uh, in order that you know this industry i mean uh, academia collaboration uh, can be scaled i think what is really needed uh, is a framework where both industry and academia uh, can start working on the technology innovation as a partner and not like as an afterthought right now you know for example in iits we have a framework where the any innovations or the technology which is developed by a faculty member uh, or in the lab or something that can be licensed to the technology uh, to the uh, industry which is interested so if i develop a technology then of course i will look for the licensing partners so, and if there is some now such uh, things i mean although they have been successful but uh, you know maybe we achieve only 5 to 10 or 20% success i think really what is needed is that right from the beginning itself the beginning of the research itself the industry uh, and the academia they work together where industry really brings the market feedback it really brings uh, the things that what is really are the pressing pressing problems in the key sectors and how they can be solved using technology and then work with the researchers in the academia to develop finally a solution which is not only you know technologically advanced but also you know can be deployed uh, at an affordable uh, price and which can be sort of commercialized and address uh, the market needs uh, so now this uh, kind of partnership to develop uh, we need to make uh, investment uh, and funding uh, in the research and uh, innovation and uh, uh, this also needs you know Uh, incentive uh, from the government for uh, this kind of partnerships so i would say that uh, if we have schemes and policies i mean currently some schemes and policies do exist where the joint research projects of industry and academy are funded uh, by the government but i think this needs to be done in a much more scaled up fashion than only uh, you know at a few places uh, here or there or in a few areas this really needs to be scaled up at a much larger level another thing that i would say that in general like in india uh, in r&d funding is done by the government uh, or you know let's look at our uh, uh, the needs of our defense i mean the defense itself has a huge requirements for uh, you know uh, technologically advanced solution another one is the space sector you know isro where we have again a huge requirements uh, for the uh, technologically advanced uh, solutions and also an opportunity for us typically you know what has happened is that that all the r&d funding has been either in the public institutions or in the r&d labs or in the academia uh, but i think uh, we really need to make some investments even in the private sectors and in the industry uh, as well uh, where uh, you know uh the industry is really incentivized uh, uh, uh to kick start because somewhere we have to make a beginning at least you know we have to come uh, to a level in the beginning uh, 
by giving some seed investments uh, so that uh, you know even the industries are encouraged uh, to work with the academia and uh, then ultimately set up uh, their own corporate r&d labs uh, 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 you know uh, and finally of course uh, it is quite likely that uh, even the industry r&d uh, can be driving uh, some of the technology innovation and sometimes you know, even the industry r&d can do the basic research uh, as well so really i think uh, in the next 25 years we should uh, reach a stage where not only the academia and industry partnership is strengthened but also the industry has a own in-house r&d culture uh, of uh, uh, doing an advanced technological research so i think uh, that is really i think the goal uh, that we need to set no no you've been very kind to private sector industry to say that private sector is not taking enough risk right i think i think somewhere if we truly want to have the vision you know that you have talked where we will drive the evolution of new technologies i think you know there is a commitment there is an investment that is required you know that happens over a period of time right before you start unlocking and seeing the value of what is being invested and there will be failures and i think somewhere as an as a private sector especially you know you have to see how you can absorb those those risks you know as you move you know on the journey and you know we i i moved from a traditional business which was a large scale manufacturing and textiles packaging to what you rightly mentioned you know digital technology led playing a role in daily digital life of people and and you know why digital adoption you know awareness is already quite significant and strong you still need to invest significantly in you know helping shaping the consumer behavior you know in a manner that makes it you know business wise you know a viable right and i think i think there are so many nuances to new technologies and how do you really make that happen that it requires a constant invest investment from private sector you know to to see that emerge you know successfully and i think you know given that industry sectors themselves are changing nomenclature today right like today when you talk of healthcare you don't talk healthcare you talk health tech you talk med tech you talk infra tech you talk you know logitech right the word tech clearly means that it's so integrated into every industry sector that i'm sure we'll see you know a, a lot of that and and you know given that you represent an education institution and you rightly said that the power of our future is our young population you know one in 10 people in the world today is an indian under the age of 25 i think that's a very powerful statistic and we know that same young indian and what that has led you know that face has changed technology around the world uh, so as young people want to become part of tech, the technology ecosystem right uh, what what's your advice to them how do you uh, what will you tell them right and and, and how do you of course you said motivate them but but what's your message to young people of this country who want to get into the technology ecosystem yeah i think uh, my message is that uh, you know uh, this is really um, a great time uh to be uh young and innovative uh, maybe you know <laughs> maybe you know i should have been now <laughs> at the age of 25 or 30 then lot more ideas uh, <laughs> you know uh, there is a, because there is a right ecosystem is getting developed right uh, mindset is there 
right government policies are there there is an appetite and overall there is an atmosphere of encouragement and incentivism so i think this is really the right time and my therefore message to youth will be that they should really exploit the opportunity that is being provided today uh, by this ecosystem and really uh, 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 make best use uh, of uh, the opportunities uh, to address uh, uh, you know the problems uh, and to address the solutions uh, that are needed uh, so that is uh, you know number one advice and number two is uh, uh they shouldn't get uh, discouraged by initial hiccups uh, uh, or any initial uh, failure because uh, uh, the sea of opportunity is so vast uh, that even if they have sort of initial hiccups uh, i'm confident that in the next uh, uh, two decades uh, or so uh, they will uh, have uh, uh you know uh, uh you know so much chances of uh, becoming a uh, successful technologist or entrepreneurs or industrialist or uh, uh you know a researcher or an innovator uh that they can be you know at, at two decades later can be really in the driving uh, seat uh so i think uh, uh i mean in short my message is that that uh, they should really seize the opportunity that is now be- being provided uh, by today's environment you know so you nicely said right that if you were young today you know you would love to be so what what triggered your entry into technology you know whenever it did <laughs> presuming to an arc 3 decades ago yes yes no no i think uh, uh, we i mean our my interest uh, in the technology area particularly in the electrical engineering and the telecom technology uh, has been really the fascination uh, that uh, this uh, the basic thing like the voice communication or the video communication offers uh, an uh, opportunity for us to get uh, digitally connected and that was really you know that uh, fascination uh, with the technology and today as we have seen as the technology has progressed you know the digital technology has progressed uh, it is not only being used for just voice or video communication but uh, we have reached a stage uh, where even uh, you know uh, devices and things are in getting interconnected with each other uh, you know in a era of uh, internet of things uh, so i think uh, uh, so that's really you know quite exciting i mean if you look at like 25 years back uh, or 30 years back when you know i was researching on the uh, wireless communication it was primarily only a cellular phone like a, and and the key concern was that how do you use a telephone when you are on the go like when you are mobile from that era you have come to an era where you know these things uh, uh, are uh, or billions of devices can get interconnected and talk uh, or exchange you know messages uh, with e- each other uh, so uh, so i think this has been in that sense a fascinating journey not only for, from the point of view of technological evolutions but from my own uh, point of view where i was uh, intimately watching at, at times contributing uh, to this journey
that's very interesting because you and I are connected on a very similar uh, wavelength there because I I also majored in digital signal processing and image processing and I still remember you know when I was working on JPEG standards at that time and said oh we have to you know transmit a same image you know in a much smaller file size and then MPEG that emerged you know how do you take motion pic you know capture yeah. and, and you know communicate that right in near real time. That excitement, of course, when I worked with NASA and then came back, you know, that 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 exposure and the ability, you know, for young people to engage with things that are exciting today, but then try and understand what that will mean 20 years from today, 10 years from today, is, is a phenomenally exciting journey. And you know, somewhere along the way, you know, young people will will find their key uh, strength or you know their key passion. And then once they attach to that, I think, like you know, both of our examples and millions others, right? There is no end to what you can achieve. So I, I would join you in telling young people uh, that you know they are born pretty much technologically native, as they say today, compared to earlier generations, and they should leverage that, you know, uh, significant. Uh, yeah, I think one more thing that has happened is that uh, you know that today uh, we are living like in a global village and uh, therefore uh, you know access to information and access to how the technological landscape is changing it is now available to us uh, instantly i mean almost uh, and uh, uh, in, i mean you don't have to travel uh, to the us or europe but you can almost uh, sitting here can imagine you know how the technology is working and we are almost having access to state-of-the-art, uh, uh, you know, technology. Uh, just because now, you know, we are living it in a global uh, sort of village, and uh, this is uh, uh, actually also provides an opportunity because uh, we could almost—I uh, mean, our young population or our innovators or our researchers have an opportunity to develop and leapfrog uh, the technology uh, in that sense, you know. Unlike, you know, in the earlier years, in 20 years or 30 years back, when, you know, uh, we really did not have access not only to the technology, but also did not have access to information or there was always a delay uh, in, uh, you know, uh, of access of information or access of technology. So now that is also, uh, I think, a big opportunity that uh, today's young uh, people have. Yeah, no, no, absolutely, you know, and, and it's exciting and interesting, right? Because, you know, when you talk of the future of India, of India of 2047, being driven by the evolution of new technologies, right? Many of them are in very nascent stages today, right? So, I, I mean, just be interesting to get your point of view, you know, on so many new emerging technologies today, right? Be it the drone technology, be it the chip in the brain, right? Be it, uh, you know, 3D printing you know uh, and so many others Wait, what what do you find most exciting i mean but i know they're all very exciting and they can all shape very differently but personally to you is there something that you find more exciting than other things uh no i think uh, for me the most exciting technological evolutions that will happen is that when uh, you know we will have uh, uh, this integration of the satellite and the drones kind of technology with the today's uh, 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 wireless phones. So, in fact, that uh, perhaps would enable uh, a scenario where we are able to carry the video calls uh, 
uh, you know very seamlessly uh, while you know the your uh, flight is taking off and uh, you are uh, uh, in the flight even then you are continuing the conversations uh, both voice and video as seamlessly as you were doing uh, when you were on the road so i think uh, that is really a possibility uh, and uh, that means you know uh, the next generation of this technology will bring all these diverse platforms whether it is satellite or whether it is unmanned aerial vehicles or whether it is cars or whether it is uh, bullet trains or high speed trains uh, or whether it is aircraft they are all integrated in a, a seamless fashion and i think uh, that is a really uh, i see an opportunity where uh, uh, you know uh, we will have a uh, 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 you know uh, a very seamless experience uh, of uh, uh, <clears throat> the digital connectivity oh, no absolutely and then also with devices changing so rapidly maybe you just wear an eye glass and you're seeing it on that you don't need anything or probably absolutely. it becomes completely seamless and i think that's the excitement about the role of technology in shaping the future you know of of the world and and you know india's opportunity you know there is i think lies lies in that you know where you've been so uh you know uh, so clear on 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 the potential of india right and i and i know it is something that doesn't come naturally right it comes you know over a period of time seeing some great things that are happening seeing the pockets of excellence you know uh, for india but you know when you when you go to bed right we all dream you know uh, and 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 if i want to say you know and ask you like you know what what is your dream i know we had a vision but you know dream for india at 100 is a little you know you can you can add as much to it you know beyond the realistic vision right it's it's the dream for india so what is it what is it for for india at 100 that comes from your heart what what do you really wish for india what do you want it to be and how do you see that evolving no i think the uh, dream for me is that you know we are like a global superpower and today uh, like you know what is happening is that you know we are always looking towards the west uh, you know uh, where uh, the 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 googles or facebooks or amazons of the world uh, they are there in the us and we have the silicon valley in the us and we are always looking towards this maybe india at 100 i have a dream where the rest of the world is looking towards india we are uh, you know not going to us or europe but rather the us and the europe and the rest of the people are coming here and they are all excited and see now like for example we get excited oh there is silicon valley i hope that india at 100 i dream where you know rest of the world people will come and see oh look at this kanpur you know how exciting things are happening what is what this technology uh, they have developed and maybe you know i can emulate that model and go back to san francisco and do this so this is really uh, you know what i would uh, really dream uh, that you know we reach to that stage of a global superpower no no i think that's that's, that's so brilliant and with people like you at the helm of you know large and bright institutions in the country i'm sure that dream can be converted to 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 a reality you know much sooner than than that otherwise i think it's a very very exciting time like what you rightly said for india a beautiful dream 
you know, for all of us to to dream together and and execute, right? As we move towards uh, India at hundred, you look at. Uh, you know inclusivity in in the development of india right the role of technology uh, and you know how is inclusive india you know going to be shaped through this are we achieving our sustainable development goals uh, to create a sustainable global future right how will the role of technology come in in in, in helping shape that yeah i think i already mentioned that that we we really need to become uh, technologically uh, advanced and uh, use the technology to be socially and financially uh, and environmentally sort of inclusive so obviously i think uh, uh, it is important that you know when we develop the technology uh, we that we develop the technology by taking into account a sustainable future otherwise uh, you know uh, we will reach india uh, 800 we would have all the technology but uh, we will go down uh, the path of extinction very rapidly so i think it is very very important uh, to develop uh, a sustainable uh, technology from the point of view of inclusion and secondly i think also it is important that when we develop the technology or when we become a technologically advanced nation uh, we uh, include all sections of the society uh, and you know the entire population whether it is living it in the uh, cities or whether it is living in urban areas or whether they are living it in the rural areas or whether they are living it in the far flung areas we have to be really creating a uh, sustainable uh, inclusive future for everyone so i think that's really uh, has to be the technological landscape uh, uh, in terms of you know uh, the development no thank you uh, i think makes complete sense i think we have to figure that that piece out because otherwise what uses technology if it's not solving real world challenges and problems especially around sustainability you know uh, the other question is like <laughs> how do we create more iits in india <laughs> how do we get more institutions of excellence in india no i think uh, see in uh, we don't have to create iits i think we have a large number of uh, colleges institutions and universities uh, and as i already mentioned that uh, we have a very uh, large young and youth population who has a tremendous potential and they have a large untapped potential so it is not that you know we we have to create more iits what is really needed is that uh, we have to increase the quality of all of our existing institutions i mean we need to be in a situation where we don't have to say that this is an iit we sh- all our academic institutions should really come up uh, to the same level and that means you know we have to really put um, our energy and our uh, resources uh in making sure that how do we make both public and private institutions and colleges and universities to increase uh, their quality uh, how do we create a culture of research and innovation uh, not just in iits but in all other all our institutions and colleges and also how do we create an environment uh, uh, and a framework where uh, young students whether they are studying in iits or whether they are studying in other colleges uh, they really get uh, encouraged uh, 
to do uh, innovations to do r&d uh, and uh, you know to, to to do the technology development so i think that is one very very uh, important focus uh, uh, i think that we need to have and uh, this is really one of the uh, challenge uh, that we have that uh, how do we uh, make our academic institution stronger uh, you know and uh, create an r&d ecosystem in these academic institutions now i think a follow on question to that you know and probably this will be the last question is do you want to share a little more insight uh, or information on the artificial heart being built by iit kanpur and is it going to be a game changer in the sector of healthcare globally the question that has come to you no actually uh, we are uh, uh, we are developing uh, the left ventricular assist device uh, it is not yet in a form where i mean because you know such complex uh, uh, such complex devices uh, require significant uh, uh, sort of a, uh, efforts uh, because not only you know uh, Uh, the device uh, will undergo animal trials and then later on human clinical trials it before that it needs to come up to a shape uh, where it is ready uh, even for the animal trial so right now we are developing it in the lab and yes it is a moonshot uh, project uh, in that sense uh, if it is successful uh, then yes uh, it will revolutionize uh, uh, you know uh, the Uh, medical implants industry we are working with the top doctors in fact uh, uh, dr devi shetty uh, and his team and several other cardiac surgeons we have been very closely uh, interacting and uh, uh, they have been advising us uh, and uh, hopefully with their advice uh, and our team uh, maybe in a year and a half time uh, you know maybe in 2024 uh, sometime Uh, we will be in a situation uh, where you know we will have uh, a device uh, ready and uh, that will really uh, you know if it is successful then that will really uh, be a game changer in the affordable healthcare no I, and actually devi was you know spoke to us on exactly india 100 of the future and i think the right word you used the affordability right which india can create the frugality with which we can innovate you know is 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 very different and what a lovely note to you know to to bring this conversation to a close away because you know you started by saying that we have to drive the evolution of new technologies and here is something which you called a moonshot right yeah. uh, you know uh, but which has to become a process probably for india you know uh, yes. and then what you rightly said all of san francisco will be coming to kanpur to find what to take back there and i think that's so that is a that is a dream That is, since you ask, you know, what is a dream? Then that is a dream. <laughs> It's such an exciting dream, you know. And I remember this conversation with Honorable Prime Minister. This was back in when India was celebrating India at 60, and Professor C K Prahlad had come from the U.S. and we had met him, uh, and you know, talked about the vision for India at 75. Amrit Mohanlal as CII. And one of the things that C K and we had put in our vision document was that India should aspire to have 10 Nobel Prize winners. you know by the time we turn india at 75 and you know prime minister then he was talking in hindi and he said nahi ye cheez to main manta hi nahi you know and ck was getting hassle because you know he was speaking english he said no what i mean is we have to create a culture of intellectual you know uh, transformation in this country so we can aspire 
to which he said isn't way mein sab samajhta hu bharat ko aisa award rakhna chahiye ki duniya aaye humse who award lene ke liye na hum nobel prize ke liye jaye so basically <laughs> similar to what you said san francisco coming to kanpur is about the world coming to india to seek you know from india what is the right thing and what is the good thing and i think that shift of power will automatically put us into a very different position you know in the world so again thank Absolutely. you for such a lovely engaging and enriching conversation i've been a pleasure chatting with you and we'll take you up uh, many times along this journey of the next 25 years uh, as we work to build a great india yeah thank, thank you. you thank you thank you thanks thanks bye bye thank you for listening to cii podcasts 